Everybody. Hi. It's a new Rad Ears Squeezer. This is our, our second last Halloween show of the 2020 Halloween season. It's going by I, fast, it's, gang. It's going by fast. I don't know. I'm in this weird thing where I feel like it didn't even start. Yet. I don't know. I'm just not a very Halloween feel. Period. Um, For me. Like, you know, eh. I, I like this is my favorite Halloween weather when it's like warm enough during the day, you know, that you want to be eh, outside. It's a little, a little muggy for a chubby here. <laughs> and it's it's still uh, uh, gets a little cool at night. Uh, for me, that's uh, perfect, perfect weather. It reminds me of there's some Halloweens back in the day where it was like this. And you'd go outside and you'd throw the football to yourself and to the leaves and. Have a good good day and get ready. Make room for that candy you're gonna trick or treat for all night. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. The world's ending. That's why. So I'm just kind of waiting for it to be over with. And then hopefully, you know, the new world has Halloween too. You know, we can check that out. Halloween too. The yeah. return of Michael Myers. <laughs> or you mean know. Halloween? Just, it, like, T O O. I, I've been a busy boy, so it kind of just You're came completely and... missing my joke. Sorry, I didn't... No, The Return of I Michael Myers is Halloween 4. I said Halloween 2, The Return of Michael Myers. Oh. And, oh! And I meant, no, you meant like... Halloween T-O-O. Oh, yeah. I didn't... Well, see, I'm not good with the words. Um, Halloween 3 forever, that... E-Rock. I, sh I should have picked up on that, I guess. I apologize sincerely. Yeah. I... Oh, I get it now. Ah, like thanks. Two. Great. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like it. So uh, last week we uh, were talking about childhood scares, and that went over pretty well. A fun episode. Yeah. A lot of people had some spooky. feedback on Instagram, and um, I don't know if we got any new. Uh, I don't know if I I have any new insulting reviews to read this week. Oh no. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Huh. Oh, all right. Well, show's over. Let me check. Just double checking, because we, it we takes... just go right to talking about subjects on the show. We just do a throwback episode and oh no, talk I've, about I've our got, topics. I've got with... tons of stuff to talk about. Tons. Oh, oh good God, I got tons. Nope, nothing new. Nothing new. But that's fine, uh, guys. The if you like the show, um, or me. Or just like Squeezer, you know. Or, or you don't like the show, or you, but you still want to leave us a five-star review. Right. Or, you know, there could be some of you out there who actually enjoy me. Okay. Want to say a yeah, nice thing about me? Sure. <laughs> um, go to uh, wherever you listen. Oh, we had some comments on YouTube. I'll, I'll read those then. I'll start reading those because we had no, some nice no, comments. No, 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 no. Never read YouTube. Are you insane? Well, they've been nice. Yeah, it's it doesn't even nice comments on YouTube are awful. 
Well, we got some nice comments on YouTube, so maybe I'll start reading those. But please go and rate and review us. It's the best way to get other people find out about our show so they can insult me via uh, request. Now, there was a few things uh, I was asked like to do. Ponzi yeah. Uh, this is some, some talking news squeezer. Yeah. Uh, the big one, the big one of the week was that the news broke that for the first time in 55 years, I believe, squeezer. Uh, I think I think it's 55. Uh, the Charlie Brown holiday specials will not air on network television because the corporate over overlords at Apple uh, uh, own them now. That all you peanuts are belong to us. It's okay for me. I just got a new 4K Apple TV in my office, and it came with a year of Apple TV for free. But, but it's still not the same. Uh, no, it's yeah. I don't watch that crap anyway. I mean, I I ha I own I own the the Christmas one. I bought it on uh, iTunes. I bought it from Apple. I know, but there's something old timey about it. Watching it when it's on. All right, but I have to feign like I'm mad about it. So, and I got to cut a promo. So, um, should Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan cut this promo? <laughs> I think Warrior's got to do it. He's uh, so if Ultimate Warrior, hold on, I gotta get myself. Either right. way, it's gonna devolve into Vince. So <laughs> uh, six of one, half a dozen, something yeah. or other. Yeah. Well, you wanted it, you got it. Um, let me think. Let me think. Turn your speakers down. Turn your speakers down. Everyone, gonna get back. All right. Or hit the skip button a couple times. Hey, everybody. Oh, Macho Man. Yeah, Macho. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think E-Rock to do Macho Man. Uh, mm. I could have used Macho Man yesterday when that guy said he had a free gown that tied for me. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah. This year, Apple's decided to go and take Charlie Brown Halloween specials off of network TV. The Macho Man doesn't like that. He likes when you watch Charlie Brown on TV and you see the commercials just snap into Slim Jims. That money comes back to me, baby. A little cup of coffee in the morning is paid for by the Slim Jim commercials. Yeah. And if you're going to watch them on the streaming, who gets that money? Nobody's getting that money. Yeah. But the Macho Man, Randy Savage, wants you to write Apple and say, brother, uh, he doesn't say brother, say, <laughs> say, get the show on the networks. It's kind of going Don West now. <laughs> Jim Mint Dance. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. That's and a good shit. The fucking Charlie Brown show. Oh, you can join that. Kiss my ass club, and then it will be all over networks. Elizabeth, will you watch Charlie Brown with me? Yeah. Dig it. Ah, <laughs> uh, what'd you think? That that was a that was something. Uh, that was something. Uh, can you do squeezer cosplay as much? Um Macho King and Dusty, and you could get a little Miss Elizabeth, Miss, or actually get a little Sapphire costume for uh, Squeezette, and I'll rent a kid to get it as Miss Liz. It'll be, it will trick or treat that oh, way. Right. Uh, Miss Liz, 
Don't be touching the frontal lobes, if you know what I mean. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we, we knew hey, this is what happens. Everyone wanted a la carte. No one wanted to pay for cable anymore. They want to pick their channels. It's going to yeah, be cheaper. Right. And well, guess what? Technically, broadcast networks are free. They're uh, yeah, but no one has an antenna. So if you do, you no well, people. Do, people do have antennas. Yeah, people cut I the get, cord. I see them from time to time, but don't don't say it. Don't say those words. Cut the cord. Oh, Shut up! God. No, no. Why we we make yeah. more money when they cut the cord? No, well, no. I've no. Don't tell me that. What? I'm making a commercial telling people not to. <laughs> oh, well, that's... I, I won't go into the marketing department. <laughs> I was told to. Like, yeah. All right. Well, no, we give... Like, we do these... What you're doing is we give a little thing like, oh, yeah, cut the cord, cut the cord, get our internet. But here's a little taste of cable for, like, five bucks. Get a couple channels. It's five bucks. That's That's a little... And then just a taste. Three hundred dollars later, they got the full Showtime package. Yeah, you. <laughs> the TiVo box. Guy. I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. I watched, and I, I didn't even need it. I what? I needed Game of Thrones. That was it. And I I needed Showtime because I need to watch boxing, of course, because I'm not gonna watch that shit on ESPN. I'm, what am I, a fucking plebe? And then yeah. you know, uh, next thing you know. Yeah. You got the movie channels, yes. and you don't even watch those because I don't even watch the movies that I have on Netflix that I pay for. Exactly. Hold on, hold on, slow down. Ishmael, you cut the cord, but you still have a cord. You have the Google Fiber. That's a cord. You're yeah. just cutting a cable. We want people to cut the cable. ESPN don't charges a fortune to for us to carry them for everybody. Eventually, people just have internet, and it's all profit, you know? Yeah. You have to pay ESPN or fucking all the other channels. And ESPN U. Let the people Ugh. pay that themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and see how long that lasts. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh hmm, oh. and and then you're gonna have just the Google, Twitter, Facebook, Monday night football okay, which it's gonna happen. I think the NFL it's network or the NFL package will go to like Amazon or something eventually because no one wants a fucking yeah. dish anymore. What's dish? Yeah. Yeah, it's raining. Can't yep. watch football. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we can't watch the game. There's a rain delay. Oh, it's raining in like Cincinnati? No, it's raining at my house. Mm. It's sunny there. So here's a uh, here's a story. The a couple months ago, it was announced to all uh, the green texters that they're finally releasing the Snyder Cut. All those incels out there finally got what they wanted. A shittier version of a shitty movie. Hot take here, Squeezer. This is a hot take. This is pretty hot. This is hot steaming pile of right. take. Though everyone could agree that uh, um, Justice League was a steaming pile of shit, right? From what I saw of it, yeah. I gave up after a while. Saw it twice, brother. <laughs> and it is it is shit and uh so then all the incels and green texters convinced warner brothers um to uh release a, a snyder cut because uh, apparently snyder said a cut existed well it was an animatic cut or something like that because 
the cut didn't exist. And at first they yeah, said they were going to cost like $60 million. Yeah. It's, it's going to cost it. They keep putting more. I think 75 million is the number now. And Jeez, like man. actors weren't returning at first. Now actors are returning. Uh, and now Jared Leto is back uh, as the Joker. We unsurfaced that other steaming pile of hot garbage. The worst thing about the Suicide Squad movie was Jared Leto. And now he's back as the Joker in Justice League. Yay. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to fucking form the Legion of Doom or something. Because they kind of like teased at that uh, with... Um, Lex Luthor at the end. Because you just got to cram as much shit into a movie as humanly possible. Yeah, right. Uh, You can't just tell one story. Is Marvel, Apple, and DC Android? I mean, listen, Joe. Batman, comic books growing up were my shit. And then, yes, I've got into uh, X-Men and Spider-Man. And, you know, kind of let Batman go on the wayside. But um, I never really, like, I I, I read Justice League. I read some Flash books. I read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. You know, I read uh, uh, Justice Society. I read some Superman, but they're usually one shots, like if Jeff Loeb was working on a book. Um, but Marvel, man, you wanted to read fucking everything. And starting in like the late 80s, early 90s, every fucking thing. But then, you know, Image started being really cool and Jim Lee's Wildcats and fucking Spawn. And I don't know. There was just, there was just, it's hard to say one is the other, but uh, the D- Marvel. If you're talking about movie universes, yes. Yes. Because there might be a, you know, one good Android or two one or two good Android phones out there like let's say Shazam and Wonder Woman, <laughs> but then the rest are crap. <laughs> like Batman v Superman and fucking Justice League. Uh speaking of comics, today was the release of Dark Horse's Stranger Things Halloween special one shot. I haven't read it yet, but uh I I bought it digital and print. Just, you know, to bag and board it. Save it. Mint condition. Ah, invest in comic books. That's smart. Yes. Uh, so, um, Squeezie, you've been saving your money, right? Uh, actually, no. Well, no, just for the humor me. For oh, the sake yes. Of. Yes. I've been saving my money. Oh, wait. Did you start? I was about to say we just got our 401k reports, but you just started yours, right? Oh, no. Um, I, I think I have like... You have to tell us is how much is in it, but how long? Like three dollars or something. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, you're what are you a year or did you just start it? I forget. I I just qualified to start it. Yeah, you just qualified. But um, I was thinking of cashing mine in because they're putting the original models from the Rankin Bass Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer special up for auction. Hmm. I have. I have a house and two children. What do you get for kids nowadays? <laughs> I mean, you got to go on Wayfair and check. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I thought that that is, oh yeah, it is happy. It is Back to the Future day today, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 1.21 gigawatts. Um. So yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you wanted to sell your house and go in halfsies on me on the Bumble. Uh, Corne- I mean, we got our you, own Bumble. Cornelius, yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's reformed too. 
Um, so on Friday, what are they going for? They uh, like a couple hundred thousand, I guess. It's auction, so who knows? I think they're starting at. Googling with the red ears. Uh, no, it doesn't say. Doesn't nah. say. That um, means they're expensive. Yeah, they're going to be expensive. Uh, okay, let me. I have, I have a squeezer set of notes here. I've got a couple pages just Whoa, for things to you. talk about. Because I there's so many things I wanted to bring up, and I'm like, all right, if I don't write this down, I'm not gonna I'm gonna fucking forget. Um, squeezer, you finished unpacking yet? The world wants to know. Maybe no. ish. No, I'm. I could I answer that. Uh, I so, literally I can't, can't I can't spin my chair left because there are boxes, and the other boxes are now my little wet bar down here. So. <laughs> so on Friday, the Borat sequel comes out. Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> I love the first one. I'm super excited to see the second one. I heard mixed reviews, but it got it's got like an 89. Who'd you I, I, who are you talking to that's seen it? I I was just reading reviews. Oh. <laughs> Not that that means anything. Although I could understand why it's you, you do kind of have like burnout. <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, subject matter. I mean, but apparently some real shit came out of it. With the Mike Pence thing? No, the Rudy thing. Oh, wait, what? Giuliani? What happened? I didn't hear. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. No spoiler away. <laughs> Borat two is on the front page of Drudge. Um, yeah, they got Rudy in a hotel room with Borat's quote unquote daughter trying to get frisky. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait for this now. Yeah. Uh, he was really. I did watch uh, Chicago Seven though, and Rudy's in it. it, it I mean. No, no, but Borat's in it. <laughs> oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. You got Borat, uh, the kid from Third Rock from the Sun. What's it about? Uh, Skeletor is in it. Frank Langella? Uh, who the hell else? Yeah, Frank Langella's the judge. What? Uh, it's awesome. It's, it's the most Sorkin-y Sorkin thing you've ever Sorkined. Tell us. It's about the, it's about the Chicago 7, the trial. Pretend we um, don't know what the Chicago 7 are. <laughs> Do you know what the, do you know what the uh, the Democratic Convention of 1968 and the riots in Chicago? Oh, 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 oh um, uh, what's his name? Don't say it. Don't say it. It's the guy who says for us our Viet fucking name. Uh, Abby, Abby something. Abby Hoffman. Abby, Abby Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, and Sasha so, Baron Cohen plays Abby Hoffman, right? He plays Abby Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. And Tom Hayden and all those other guys. And it's Sick. about their trial. Nice. Uh, Mandalorian next Friday. Yes, Joe. I'm super psyched it, for that. It was really good. Like I said, though, it's just... If you don't like... If you feel like you're being lectured when you watch a Sorkin uh, movie or show, you're not going to like this. But if you do like it, um, I suggest getting a box of tissues. <laughs> I'm sure you went through a few. Oh, yeah, it made me cry. Is everyone going to be wearing their Rattalorian shirts with their Rattalorian pins next Friday when they watch it? And if you don't have a Rattalorian shirt, hit me up. E-Rock, I actually sent yours out today. I'm uh, excited for it. Oh, yeah, I'm super Are excited. Are you going to at least watch The Battle of Mandalore before? No. 
Come on, you gotta know who some of these people are before you fucking watch it. I don't. Yeah, you do. They would it tell helps. me if I had to. Okay. Uh, more news. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife got pushed back again, Squeezer. And this is good news, yeah. I feel like. People are like, no, but I feel it's good. March 5th is not a good time to release no, Ghostbusters no, no. Afterlife. Uh, June 11th is a great time to release Ghostbusters That's Afterlife. That's very good. And it buys enough time. Hopefully you can... March still it March seems so close to yeah yeah, yeah being yeah, in a situation yeah. where I want to go sit in the movie theater all hyped up and excited and not be like hmm hmm who looks like a leper around here yeah. you know Rick maybe that's enough time to reshoot Rick Moranis too get him in the movie maybe uh, maybe that's what he was doing in New York when he got punched <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, that's what it was. He's like being Ghostbusters. Pow! I've right got. I've got two XL ish. If you need one, uh, um, yeah. So June will be drive-in season again. Uh, last they thought that out. Last they might have. Last two things. Unsolved Mysteries is getting a podcast. I feel like that's made for the podcast. You know when we watched a show with Robert Stack, they used to be like, "Call in if you have any tips on these unsolved mysteries." Well, I guess the Netflix show I haven't watched it yet, but it doesn't do that. But this podcast version of the show will allow people to call in with their mysteries and their tips finally so so it's it's new though uh well it's current it's new it, content it, it's new but it's but it, it i mean it could be current like if the mystery went unsolved from the robert stack days i don't know well, why no, they i'm can't. saying all if they just took the robert stack episodes and just made them audio ordered the aud- made them audio yeah. i would listen to that yeah probably i probably would do I still drive around listening to Robert Stack. I have the the soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> vinyl. Uh, finally, uh, the '89 Batman Batwing is getting Legoized uh, in a Lego set. Two thousand three hundred sixty-three pieces. Squeezer goes on sale soon for one hundred ninety-nine ninety-nine. Get to work, you rock. I still have right behind me is a boxed NES system. Uh, and and I will get to it. It'll be a project. Sure, I can build anything else for you, but not your Legos, huh? Um. Well, you know, I I, I would like to do this. Okay. But if you need a coat hook put up or a ten thousand dollar TV wall. <laughs> TV wall, yeah. Well, I mean, Joel did all the work. You just got in his yeah. way. I, I started to, and then he kind of just took over. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> it's for the best, because if shit falls down, it's not on me. Not on you. I've done this long enough. Um, So just hit me up. Uh, just slide into my DMs with your address if you want one of those Rattalorian T-shirts. First come, first serve. Hey, also, guess what? Pins are coming this week, the glow in the dark, rad year. That image you're looking at right in front of your screen of the three pails, uh, they're closer together, but it is a glow in the dark pin. Rad years Halloween McBoo pail pin. Oh, and I showed you the backing cards the other day. They they were pretty sweet. Yeah, sometimes I do yeah. good work. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, but that's it. That's all squeeze it. That's all the news I've I've scourged up through the internet. Nice work. Well, thank you. Shall we talk about Spooky Songs 3? 
I think so. I don't even know how we managed to get through. I was worried, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could use these songs. I Let's go back quickly. Um, Spooky Songs 1 we did two years ago. Your first pick was Purple People Eater. Uh, then you, you went with Intruder by Peter Gabriel. And, Still creepy. And then I put a spell on you. And then One of These Days by Pink Floyd. And then the Adams Family rap, but I believe that is by MC Hammer. <clears throat> Adams Family Groove. Adams Family Groove, right. And that that might be the greatest. It's a work of art. It's the greatest crossover between rap and uh, cinema ever. It goes Adams Family Groove, and then like Eight Mile, and then I'm sure there's something else that uh. Yeah, that NWA movie. But Adam's Family Groove comes first. Then I picked in Spooky Songs one the Silver Shamrock theme. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Um, the new brand new album. Um, the Killer Clown March from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Spirit by Dougie Fresh and On Our Own by Bobby Brown is like a joint. Um, and then Dream Warriors by Dawkins. Uh, then last year we did Spooky Songs 2. Squeezer, you went with This is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. Don't Fear the Reaper by the, I forget. Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult. Cult. Yeah, and I, I swore I didn't know any of their songs and you kept making me play them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do know that. Uh, Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. Nightmare on My Street by the Fresh Prince and DJ Daz Jazzy Jeff. And then the Monster Mash. You went with uh, Old Standby. Yeah, yeah. I, I have an old standby in this one too. Then the, the, the monster mosh. Uh, I picked um, nightmare running from this nightmare by Tuesday night. So I linked my last pick and my first pick from the two shows together from Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Cry oh, little. You're, you're like weaving a tale over the years. I am. I am. Cry little sister. The theme from Lost Boys, which plays in the beginning and throughout the entire movie of Lost Boys great spooky and I, I think squeezer you'd like the lost boys it's not that scary i like the lost boys oh okay i wasn't sure if you saw it or not yeah yeah no i like it it's really, anything with Kiefer sutherland makes me wet yeah it's really not that scary it's he's just a fucking i don't know um i mean it, it, and it's not that you know, i mean young guns is more violent yeah yeah halloween by the misfits um Season of the Witch by Donovan and Saving the Day by Alessi Brothers from the Are Ghostbusters. Are we gonna somehow? You're, you're, we're still gonna day. just roll in some Ghostbusters throughout this show, right? Because it's kind of mandatory. Uh, I have Ghostbusters on my list, just, buddy. You have it standing by because it it is just the Summer Girls a spooky sense. song. It's just so fucking good. Um. All right, so you uh, since let's see, let's let's go by who went first in these shows. Uh, you went first in one, I went first in two, so it's all you this week, buddy. Ah, sweet. And this will also my first pick should uh, answer Ishmael's question about uh, the time frame. Are these songs from the eighties, nineties, and two thousands? Ah, that is a no, 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 no. They are not. All right, here is no. Mr. Squeezer's first pick. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. 
I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... Nineteen fifty-eight, Ishmael. Is this a Halloween song? I know, but this is yes, Chipmunks, so they it is. they became popular in the eighties again. So I count it. Yeah, it, it, it did. Yeah, um, no, it, it absolutely is. And I even questioned it at first, but this was on every random Halloween cassette that you could buy at the store. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was on. The, it was on there. The KB Toy Store Muzak October tape too. Yeah, because it's got witch doctors, because they, they mix them in with Halloween. Hell, I put a spell on you, so that counts, and that was in the first episode, so yeah, yeah but I make my own. I put a spell on you was also in um, Hocus Pocus, so oh, which true. is now I, kind of the definitive Halloween movie, like uh, A Christmas Story has become the Christmas movie, Hocus Pocus has become the Halloween movie, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I, I, you, you absolutely adore that movie. Um. It's all right. It's good. I'm not going to complain. It's fun. But yeah. but yeah, Witch Doctor was that fun song that be on during around the Halloween season. And it is. It would be on all those cassettes, all those CDs, um, and with the Monster Mash and whatever the hell else. Uh, shit, I got songs on this list from the third, from 1800. So I guess it's it's a span. Um, you're uh you're you're traversing history. Yes, I am. I I, I am one of history. Oh, I got lost in uh, Slovakian lore, you know, before the show. That's why we're a little late. Um, but uh, yeah, this was like the some would say it's the first chipmunk song, but the guy David Seville, who you know, Dave, uh, he uh argues that it's not because it's before he did the harmonies of it so all he did was sing the song and then re-record it and play himself back at double speed that's the witch doctor singing it oh so then he did the same thing later that year with the chipmunks when he put him when he sang it and then put it in a harmony and uh the chipmunks uh christmas song the christmas don't be late came like six months later and that was like a massive hit yeah not that this wasn't because do you know where this charted on the billboard top 100 where this was number one. Oh, this was number one in 1958 huh, my dad and mom were both two yeah um oh my god yeah my dad how old my dad was my dad would have been seven so he probably played the shit out of this irritating my grandfather Oh, well, I mean, that's what kids do, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I don't I don't see a song like this. Oh, no, I do. There's plenty of dumb that this is the their equivalent of the, the Friday song. The Fri- Peaking at oh, number Friday, one. Friday, yeah, it's yeah, that, that's Friday, Friday. That's what when people are like, oh, all this awful music is like this awful pop music that they just kind of churn out. It's a gimmick. It's a. No, no, this is, it's a novelty song, and they work. So was the uh, the twist, all that stuff. And and this was like, this is one of the biggest novelty songs of novelty songs. Um, but yeah, it was number one. It was a monster. And then Alvin and Chipmunks re-recorded it like a, uh, 
thousand times. And then they also was yeah, it was on the Muppet Show and you know, all the good stuff. All the great stuff. Yeah. Uh, is this kind of uh, anti witch doctor? This song. No. So there's this guy who loves this girl, and he doesn't know what to do because I don't know. He, I don't know. And so his solution is to go to a witch doctor, and a witch doctor tells him, "Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang." And was that get his uh, schwanz going again? Maybe he probably just—I I think he then that just meant bring me a Bengal tiger, and I will grind it up and burn it, and then you will sniff the ashes, and you can get a stiffy. Hmm. So one Bengal tiger. <laughs> um, the you only really need the son or a different story altogether. You, you kind of need the whole thing. It's kind of like getting a glass of milk from that cow. They had a great big yeah. bloody Bengal tiger guard in the store. <laughs> <laughs> we had to beat them to death with their own shoes. <laughs> we got the M&Ms. Aussie went on stage and did a hell of a show. <laughs> Ah, I'm sorry. You brought a Bengal tiger. Whatever a Bengal tiger. <laughs> Great big bloody Bengal tiger. Oh yeah, remember when Tiger King was a thing? Not doing the impression. That's one they don't like. Yeah, I know. But remember <laughs> when it was a thing, though? Yeah, completely. Like, and and they just they picked up the movie rights. <laughs> Nicholas Cage got in on it. You think that's still gonna happen? There's multiple, I think, movies because no one. It was already picked up before the show came out. Yeah. Kate McKinnon had the rights to the story, had a version of the rights to the story. Uh, so, I'm sure once a movie comes out, if it's done well, if it's done, if it's, I think if it's done like a parody, a comedy of it. Well, it, Nicolas Cage is in it. No, see, so. that's no the guys behind. Eastbound and Down should be the ones doing it. Like Danny McBride should be the Tiger King. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be because yeah, <laughs> fucking Kenny Powers was like the Tiger King, but played baseball. It's it's not a stretch. It's not a stretch at all. And it's not a stretch at all. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is is that all you have on the Witch Doctor? Uh, the Witch Doctor. Okay, my next pick. Here it is. Spooky songs three. Under the arc of a weather steamboat Ancient goblins and wild lords Come at the grand line making a sound The smell of death is all around And at night when the cold wind blows No one cares, nobody knows I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery Ah, Pet Cemetery by the Ramon Squeezer. Ah, yes. I am a fan of the original movie. Uh, kind of a fan of the remake. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. 
but uh, the book is key. The book was something everyone walked around with. Uh, that and it and uh, the stand. It's like, why carry a Bible around Catholic school? You can carry a Stephen King book and the <laughs> nuns will think it's a Bible. Get away with it. So the events of, of, of this song have always been, like how it came to be were always really weird. Uh, Stephen King was a huge uh, Ramones fan and he even mentioned them in the book. And according to uh, Marky Ramone, uh, he said that he was having dinner in the basement of King's home in Bangor, Maine in 1982. And uh, Marky said that King handed Dee Dee a copy of Pet Cemetery, And that was the same night, apparently, that Dee Dee said he was leaving the band. Now, Stephen King claims that that's bullshit. And... Uh, they didn't even eat at his house. They never came to the house. They ate at a Miller's restaurant, the only fancy restaurant in Bangor. And he doesn't even remember if they talked about Pet Cemetery. Now, I'm willing to believe Dee Dee over Mr. Uh, I don't remember I, writing which, Cujo. Which one was more coked up? Yeah, right. Well, uh, not the, the uh, Ramones aren't famously druggies. No. So, yeah. Yeah, Stephen King was absolutely King was absolutely coked out of his mind in 1982. He doesn't remember writing Cujo. What's that movie you like of his that he doesn't remember making? Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. 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 And and that was an abomination. Uh, he said so. King claims he might have said something about a song, um, but uh, oh, he remembers Marky was the only one who was articulate. The other ones really weren't. I don't know if they were fucked up. That's that's what that's what you think when you are blitzed out of your mind. Right. Marky was probably also blitzed out of his mind. The rest were probably dead sober. You think everyone else is fucked up when when you are completely gone, you think everyone else is fucked up. Um yeah, so uh from what I read uh from ultimateclassicrock.com, King said of Marky's account I said to my publisher, the story about them coming to my house is total bullshit. But I also said, don't change a fucking word. <laughs> uh, when truth and legend are in opposition, print the legend. You know what I mean? He's right. Print mm-hmm. the legend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Exactly. Yes. It's the rad years mantra. <laughs> right. So, or a, a mediocre story, but... Uh, the video, you could find it on YouTube or anywhere. It's just them walking through a cemetery, you know, very Ramon-ish. Uh, it's not a bad song. It's a fun, it's, and it's a good song to have on a Halloween playlist. If you're having a party throw, that's what basically like, we're kind of taking a cue. I, I stole this idea, uh, as I stole a lot of ideas from the purple stuff podcast, uh, Matt and, and, um, Jay from dinosaur Dracula and uh, sludge central do their Halloween playlist, uh, every year. And they they said the songs are meant to be put in a lit playlist to play. If you have a Halloween party Ain't nobody having a Halloween party this year, unless it's just, you know, you and your family or immediate family, but you still, you can make a playlist and listen to it in your car or turn the lights out and put the black light on and have a fun time. Um, and you know what movie it's from. And you do know what movie it's from. So, uh, I got home from work the other night, like a week or two ago, or two, it was like two weeks ago, and Enchantress was watching uh, the new Pet Cemetery, and she passed out. And it was only, it was spoilers, it was right after the girl dies in the new movie, not the boy. 
uh, I knew you weren't going to watch it, Squeezer. And it was right after she gets hit by the truck. So I was like, oh, why I was cleaning up and everything. I, I kept it on. And then the credits roll, and there's like a re, uh, a cover of cemetery at the pet cemetery at the end of it. I don't know who did it, and I could look it up, but who cares? Don't download that one. Um, get this one. Wait, is this the most recent like version of it? Yeah, the one that came out like last year. Uh, oh, last year or two years ago? I don't know. There's only two versions of pet I cemetery. Just... Uh, apparently, I guess a new version uh, by the Gin Blossoms was just released. Um, well, I can now. I'll look it up to make see if that's the one or not. So, uh, Pet Cemetery, IMDb in on the red ears. I wanna be buried. What? Pet Cemetery, 2019. So let's see here. Uh, soundtracks. See more. Starcrawler did the recover on the movie. A band called Starcrawler. Oh, okay. Do you know them? Nope. Nope, neither do I. But um, no. but yeah. I did see Robin Wilson did release a version. Yeah. Robin Wilson. So, uh, yes, there are uh, a couple different accounts you could get into. There's an a interview with um, Marky Ramone on Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, And there's a video on YouTube that's uh, Ramone's making of Pet Cemetery that you can read. That's, I, I watch those in preparation for the show um, that give you good uh, in, uh, um, uh Insight. insight insight is the word I was looking for into mm -hmm. this bizarre drugged out Stephen King in the 80s hiring the Ramones. But maybe he's right. Maybe he's not. But who knows? That's not for me to decide. That's for you to decide. And Squeezer, are you ready for your next pick? Yes. Here, Spooky Songs 3. Is this ah this is night on bald mountain when i when i said i was i was going back a little bit yeah ishmael was right yeah 1880s well technically 1850s if you want to go with just a technical poem version of it but then it was updated throughout and For then it wasn't until the 1940s when the u.s really got it with fantasia and then freaked out every child from 1941 on for squeezer's um, next pick he'll be performing green sleeves on his lute <laughs> You dare me. <laughs> um, no, this, this, look, we're we're picking songs like from our childhood, right? And even though um, you're older than me, and <laughs> you're <right, laughs> 1880, <laughs> um, the Radith years, uh, the, yeah, the Rad. <laughs> like th th this song uh, is like central to everything. Like uh, you heard this all the time as a kid. Um, because it was huge in Fantasia. That's when it was 
uh, re-recorded um, by uh, Leopold uh, Stokowski, I think that's how you fucking say it, and the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra, which I have seen because I am a cultured son of a bitch. Not this one in particular. Everyone that recorded this is dead, but still. Um, my, but, and, and it was my in, favorite soundtracks are synth soundtracks. I don't even want to see an orchestra perform. Uh, some are good. I I am a synth soundtrack person. My I mean I listen to you know IDM like just in the dark, sitting there quietly, just staring into nothingness. So yeah. But in this case, this was everywhere as a kid. The song is all over the place. And it like all those like Muppet Babies, every monster movie, if there was a robot. Oh, wait, because it's public domain, right? You don't yeah, have to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, so it's in everything. This isn't going to get us kicked off YouTube like the rest of our songs will. No, you can play this whole thing underneath and we can be fine. And it's like, oh, hey, go, look at these guys. Public domain. Everyone's dead. 50 years. You're good. Um, if you have a robot in black and white coming at you with blinking lights and uh, dryer duct vents for arms. I am a hear robot song. from the future. Yes. Actually, uh, it, it was, to be was... fair, in Flight of the Concords, they made that exact robot costume you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. But they did their own song. <laughs> that distant future, that year 2000. <laughs> I don't know if you're a Flight of the Concords fan. No. I got to pick and choose. Uh, but if, if you want to be terrified, especially as a kid, at watching Fantasia uh, to this is, yeah, it's it's a thing that'll give you nightmares. And it came at a time when everyone thought pretty much the world was ending and darkness was swallowing it. Uh, so what better way than to play? Wait, this came this out in song. 2020? What, this song? You are not following oh, jokes today. I get My it. God. Get another no, cup talking... of coffee. No, I'm talking about fascists taking over Western civilization. Not today, silly goose. Um, Western fascism taking over. <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's a Russian song, uh, and it's all based off of, like, uh, the like the St. Saint John's night. And it's all about like Easter and shit in Russia and like witches dancing on Hills. And I was going deep in this stuff. You don't want me going into like Slovak uh, lore with like Chernobog and all these devil guys. And like, uh, it's, no, it's we're creepy. okay. You kind of dig, I'm kind of digging it. I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm liking this, uh, Belbog, Chernobog thing. I'm kind of, listen, listen, all, listen, all listen, listen. You're Light. building your studio. You got your lights. You're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Save it for your YouTube content. Oh, it's going to be a hit. Um, It'll be like those six-hour war pod history podcasts you listen to. That's what I listen to. Yes. Well, no, it's only six hours. It's four hours. No, I'm sorry. An episode. And then I, six I did listen to a five-hour Gold Dust Something to Wrestle With podcast. <laughs> and I loved every second of it. My God. Um, so yeah, the song itself was already written in the 1800s to be creepy. Like this was like horror music back then. And it was meant to be scary. And I'm sure those people were, cause they're like, Oh my God, these noises are going to steal our souls, you know? And then we get smarter and then, um, you know, you get into a time period in our civilization where people don't think 
music will um, ruin your soul. No, no, we haven't gotten no, there yet. No, we haven't gotten there yet. No. I remember my uh, when I got uh, b- the boot from Catholic school. I had to go to C. My, my mom was like, "You ha- you still have to go to CCD till you're confirmed." I'm like, "But I don't believe in God." She's like, "I don't care. You're still getting confirmed." Uh, the teacher would tell us that um, uh, White Zombie was devil music because it just had six 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 on the CD. That doesn't necessarily mean it's devil music. Rob Zombie. If- is couldn't be a nicer person. That guy was a fucking dick and probably molested kids. I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I'm just the, the making teacher, not broad Rob assumptions. Zombie. No, not Rob Zombie, the teacher. No, no. And I guarantee you, Rob Zombie is a much more insightful, thoughtful person with, you know, and a better father than that POS. Could've. No molesting from Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah, and that guy didn't write Dracula, so. That's true. That is true. You do have a lot of points there, Squeeze. You bring up a lot of good points. Sorry. Are you done? Yeah, yeah. We should move on. He just he just stopped. It's quiet. I'm like, all right. I guess I just just start singing Rob's white zombie songs to myself. Why didn't you pick any white zombie? Because we have a show next year, hopefully. All right, here is my second pick of Spooky Songs 3. This is what I'm talking about. You probably are thinking, how do I know this, don't you? Probably. You pro- you've heard it blasting out of my office. <laughs> that It does make me happy when you put it on. It's uh, from the Halloween 3 season of the Witch soundtrack. This is Chariots of Pumpkins. This was done by John Carpenter himself. The King. Now everyone knows the story of season Halloween three season of the witch. My fate what behind the um Tocus Pocus, this is my favorite Halloween movie. And it's my favorite of all the Halloween franchise. I like Halloween one. I like H2O. I like four, five, and six. I hate two. Um and I like the new one even. But Halloween three is my favorite. And guess what? There's no fucking Michael Myers in it at all. I mean, he's in the, sh- in the one bar scene. He's in a commercial for the original Halloween movie. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis does the voice of the curfew voice in um, uh, the San, whatever the, hold on, I'll tell you the city. The San uh, Santa Mira, California town has a, uh, it's where the Silver Shamrock Novelties is. They have this um, voice that comes out and says, it's curfew, get back to your goddamn house, you fucks. And uh, not like that, but it's that's how I would have done it. And that's Jamie Lee Curtis. And this came uh, was released in 1982. Uh, and Carpenter's idea was to make every Hall- after Halloween 1 and 2, make Halloween movies uh, uh, an anthology 
uh, series. So each Halloween movie would be a different story about Halloween. And this is talking about ancient uh, Halloween story squeezer. This involves lots of the uh, uh, Sa- Sam Hine, which is Samhain. Sam mm-hmm. Hain. Uh, Samhain uh, uh, things about. So it starts off a piece of um, Stonehenge is missing. And so it starts there. It comes from like Ireland and the original roots. That's why Silver Shamrock uh, novelty masks are that make the mask and, and yes there's very few movies out there that are uh want to want to uh, murder all the children in the world but um uh new york times review in 1982 stated Halloween three manages not and the not easy task of being anti-children anti anti-capitalism and anti-television and anti-irish all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't think that's true, but they hated this fucking movie and they beat it to fucking death. And that's why they went back to in Halloween four. Michael Myers returns because they just this movie was ahead of its time. It didn't um, it didn't have the audience then that it does now. I don't even know if it does now. There's a cult following, but there's still very little uh, merch. And um, but I but the one it does go out, it's fucking ravenous. People love People who love Halloween three fucking love it, um, and uh, the the open the title track the trailer it's a pumpkins the first chase there's such good synth uh, John Carpenter music on this uh, album and you could get it Mondo released the special edition they did three variants for the three masks the witch the skeleton the pumpkin I've got the pumpkin um, and. Uh, it's back at home though, because uh, it's Halloween, uh, so you won't be hearing mm-hmm. it. You, if you're out of my office, I'm playing it off iTunes, Squeezer. Oh, okay. Because I do have it on my iTunes playlist. On the vinyl. I I listen to it in my car when I drive in the summer. <laughs> no, it's it's good driving music, it is especially driving at night. Music. Yeah. Oh God, it's mm-hmm. great driving music. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a as um sorry as Dinosaur Dracula pointed out, it's a fucking um. It's a road trip movie. <laughs> they make a road trip to Santa Mira <laughs> to stop all this shit going on. There's a weird sex scene. Tom Atkins has a fucking uh, butch mustache, man. He's fucking looking harsh in that thing, too. And he's a, he's a badass. He's got dad strength throughout the whole movie. Uh, but I'm not sure. So he, he, he lays the hammer, Thor's hammer down into this chick, the girl in the movie. And spoilers at the end, she's one of the um, androids for, that worked for Silver Shamrock. And I'm like, man, did he bang the Shamrock? Or did he bang the android? Or was is this or is that woman dead and this an android version of her? So that's still what I think about to this day. Hmm. If at the if if he had sex with the android, and if it was that, and he didn't notice, like he didn't hear anything clunking against metal or get cuts or a little bit of shock, or maybe that's what he's into. I don't know. You, if you're playing this, you got these beats going underneath you while you're fucking mm-hmm. humping. Maybe you don't even feel the shock. Maybe the shock works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. There's even a rhythm to it. I don't need to hear this. <laughs> uh, so you don't you don't feel your Johnson hitting the metal barrier in the ro- the robot. <laughs> But the Silver Shamrock's really sick to build their androids anatomically correct. Like, go to all that work? Yeah. 
and like pump them with some sort of warm fluid to make them feel warm blooded? Well, I mean, y y you're trying to avoid that uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible. Uh, so we think. Ah, I would listen to this sound score and watch the movie. And if you like it and you you collect vinyl, pick it up because it's a it's a good it's a good listen. As you could clearly tell, I enjoy it a lot. And um, John Carpenter's the man, so respect there in that part, in that matter, Mr. Squeezer. Your next pick, sir. Here it is, Spooky Songs Three. Squeezer's next pick. I like this song. I always have. I love one of my song. favorite albums of all time. But yes. I was thinking all day, why not "Bullet with Butterfly Wings"? Because it says we only come out at night. It's the lyrics. The world is a vampire. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, but I don't. The world is a vampire, but I don't think of it that way. I think as the world is a vampire, as and it's sucking the life out of me. Yeah. Whereas, well, it, it's. I mean, neither of them are actually about like. Halloween and trick-or-treating no, and vampires. But, no, but, yeah. Or the fucking... Um, the, the Tonight Tonight video. They go to the moon without oxygen. <laughs> that is true. That's kind of... And they all, like, they fight, have, like, and they no, like, flesh creatures. tone. They're kind of like zombies. Yeah, right. Kinda, yeah. Um, well, in keeping with my 1800s theme, I threw in some harp. Um, no, I, I, I love this song. And like I said... At one point, we're having a discussion in my office. I'm like, oh, I need something more contemporary. Yeah, when contemporary I told you I, would, in this I was case being, possibly um, adding from... Stabbing Westward, Squeezer was like, oh, shit, I need something contemporary. I'm like, neither Stabbing Westward nor this pick are contemporary. <laughs> something 25 years ago is contemporary. Um, but when my other pick was written in 1858, I guess it's... one came out in 1958. Um, it's Perspective. Yeah, it's perspective. I, I, my next song come is, was written in 2058, so it's like Back to the Future roles, you know? Um, no, it, it, this song, it's very... It, it, on, on face value, it's a great Halloween song. It's a trick-or-treat I mean, night. Very, it's a trick-or-treat trick song. Night. Yeah. On, at face value. Um, you know, they only come out at night. Days are much too bright. There you go. I mean, if you looked at Billy Corgan back then, even now... He looked like he only comes out at night. Yeah. And it was kind of fitting for that, too. Um, you can argue that it's probably about a sense of, more about a sense of loneliness, self-doubt, isolation, and drug addiction. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know, going after Reese's with a pillowcase, that, you know. What? Fifty-fifty. Um, this was right before this album was recorded. Right before, I believe there, or af- was this at before or after their drummer died or the keyboardist dr- died of drug overdose? It was before, I think, right? He might have died on the tour of this album. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, now I got to look it up. I got it. I got it. You don't have to. Uh, okay. It was. It was after. So in July 11, 1996, John uh, Melvoin uh, overdosed in New York City of heroin. Ah. Yeah. And then Darcy Chamberlain was arrested the next day. Or I'm sorry, Jimmy Chamberlain was arrested the next day. Um, Darcy Retsky was not arrested. But uh, No, but she had her own problems. Yes. So. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's like, and it's placed perfectly too. I don't know. I've never heard it on the, do you have this on vinyl? Yes. Is it, does it feel different? Cause I know like the track listings are different. Like they, the layout and. No, not for me. Oh, cause I know like this would come out, like it's weird. Cause this would play cause having the CD, like this would play right after XYU. And that's like fucking balls to the wall like screaming in your face and then you get like this harpsichord and there's these melodies and it's just well they the the um, vinyl is released there's like a theme to it it's like dawn yeah. tea time dusk twilight midnight starlight mm-hmm. uh, and each grouping is meant to be placed within like dawn starts of course with melancholy infinite sadness and then to, its second song is Tonight Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dusk starts with Bullet with Butterfly Wings and, uh, you know, Muzzles on there, too. And then Twilight has 1979, Beautiful. And then it ends with We Only Come Out at Night. And then Midnight is all the fucking loud ones. Where the Boys Fear to Thread, Zero, Fuck You, Love, and XYU. Mm-hmm. And then Starlight finishes it off um, with some songs that weren't on the original picture but yes it doesn't yeah. feel different it's just grouped differently okay but yeah it's a it's a very halloween song and it's one of those i will just walk around just it kind of sticks in your head too it's so catchy it's different too mm-hmm. it's it's somehow it, it's poppy in that just he's got they got new stuff out strange ass have you heard i heard the one song on uh um, what the fuck's it called? Uh, Spectrum on Sirius XMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I saw the thing. I didn't I didn't listen yet. It's uh, it sounds good. It sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. It it's not. Uh... Like a, it's not like Zwan. No, no. I hadn't had all that, so. I say all that, like, I had more than one album, but, yeah. I kind of hung in there too long, thinking, like, yeah, I like Zwan! Woo! 
Yeah, it's called Seer. Um, and I think The Color of Love is the first song off of it. All right. I'll check it on my way in. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing, it, it, I, I, James Ahas and Jimmy Chamberlain are back in the band. Yeah, and I, I, I like that, and I like, I mean, I'm fine if he's just, Billy's just running wrestling promotions, whatever, he makes him happy. Yeah, he's just doing, but, what, he, uh, doing what he does. Yeah, yeah it's just having, now it seems like they're having fun, you know. For the longest time, he didn't want to play his old stuff. Yeah. yeah and now he's fi- he's finally over that, so. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, I don't get it. Play the hits. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of hard though when, like, when you release "Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness" and you don't want to play. I mean, it was epic. Yeah, I think... and it was there every time you wa- every time you watched Howard, you saw it on the wall. Yeah, I think it was uh, like you hit a crescendo, like a "Melancholy and Infinite Sadness," and such. That was like the fucking album that year. And yeah. uh, you, you built up to that, and then you peaked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, all right, are we ready for my next one? I think so. We got more from the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I got a Smashing Pumpkins story quickly. We had to take – so we took so many classes in middle school that taught you, like, how to do so many different things. I talked about this before. From like building like lawnmower engines to lathing like cannons out of a solid piece of aluminum rod to um, like cutting out things in uh, that green film to screen print. And um, one of the classes in art we had was metal making, jewelry making. We all had to make a piece of jewelry. Uh, Mm -hmm. I made uh, the Smashing Pumpkins heart with the SP in it out of uh, uh, copper and silver SP. The heart was copper. It was awful. I am not a good jewelerist. <laughs> not a good metallurgy person. Um, nonetheless, here's my next pick on Spooky Songs 3. Nope, nope, nope. That's my Paul Bear for a new. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Ah, this is still one of my favorite. You hear this? When I was a kid, and we were at Stable Arena, and this mm-hmm. song would hit. Like, or even I remember the first Undertaker I saw live was at 
it was a cage match versus the big boss man um, at uh, Ag Hall. And I think boss man won. And it was in that old style blue cage. Yeah, I, I can see boss man going over then. Well, I was blown. I kept saying to my brother because my brother didn't really like wrestling, but he liked big boss man because he was like a boot looking cop lover back then. Uh, you know, he liked anyone who could have appeared on Rescue 911. <laughs> so I was like, Chris, you don't understand. No one beats The Undertaker. This was at the point when, like, he was still, like, the, you know, Jason, Michael Myers, like, sit up, don't sell anything, yeah. Undertaker. And I was like, what the fuck? The Undertaker just got beat by the big boss man in a fucking cage? This is fucking bullshit. I, could, I remember sitting there watching the match. We weren't far because you can't be far from anything in Ag Hall. And I just being fucking blown away by that. Um, but the the Undertaker like was one of my most exciting Survivor Series because he debuted the Survivor Series. The Gobbledygooker also debuted. Yeah. Uh, and I remember both with staying power. Oh yeah, yeah. The the Dead Man is probably one of the longest running gimmicks. In history of wrestling, I mean, yeah, Ric Flair, yeah, Hulk Hogan, but even Hogan kind of, well, I guess, I know, but, but one promotion too. I'll say that with one promotion. Taker's been WWF since 1991, and he's been. Well, I mean, he, there was that American badass hiccup. But he was still Undertaker. Still the Undertaker, yeah. Yeah, no, like no one ever said, like assumed he wasn't the Undertaker. Yeah, he's still the Undertaker, just didn't have the gimmick. No, he wasn't the Dead Man gimmick. He was no. the. And there was a few gim. There was a few different iterations of the Undertaker. There was a. Really, oh, absolutely. And there, yeah, there was the, the 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 uh, big evil, you know. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Like, ministry. Well, I that was my favorite attire. I like that one. Yeah. And that's also when he had the most over-the-top intros. And, she, and I mean, any time, and this is going back, like, when he, like, what was that, WrestleMania? Was it 50? What was the first one with the, one with all the, the first one with the Druids? Was that 15? Uh, might that, have been. Yeah, but, yeah, it's. Um, when they open up with Carmina Barana and then it goes right in the funeral dirge. Whoa, who's this? Who's this? Is this a joke? Do you see in the group text? I'm going to quick, quick sidebar. Fendi YT said Halloween is wicked. God will judge all who call themselves children of light, but pardon in darkness, parade in darkness. I warn you, brethren, do not celebrate Satan's number one genocide day. Well, Fendi YT, I've got good news for you. I do not call myself a children of light. Squeezer, do you? Where are you seeing this? It's in the group. It's in the chat. I don't see the it. Live chat. How far back do you got to go for that? He's right up there, right above M. Jean's taker. No, I just see Joe saying that they're having a 30th anniversary taker special. So Joe says they're having a 30th, and then the, below above that it's Mean Gene says Taker, and above that is Fendi YTs. Uh, nope, don't see any of that. Oh, it's in mine. Hmm. Man, he came in mm -hmm. hot with hot promo. 
Not wrong. Uh, not wrong. Is he not wrong? Or is she not? No, wrong? I mean, I don't know. Halloween is. I thought he it was saying Halloween is wicked good, and I was like, yeah, brother. Yeah. Oh, it's another Boston boy. <laughs> yeah, Halloween's wicked fucking good. Yeah. We're gonna go drink some fucking Sam Adams. This shit's free. They gave it to us. We're gonna fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> See, Joe doesn't see the. I think you are just. I'll screenshot it and send it to you. All right. Hey, I'm not the only one picking songs from the 1800s then in this case, if you think about it. Technically, yeah, that's a play from like the 1700s. Homeboy's got here. Um, all right, here we go. You should see it. Just so you know, I'm not fucking. You're not completely insane? Yeah. I'm just only slightly insane. Slightly insane. Maybe only I can see it. Maybe because that's pretty. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah, that's that's that should be our new tagline for the show. Yeah. Uh, we are wicked. Should I make him a moderator? It's <laughs> 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 like I can do that. Uh-huh. Halloween is wicked. Got well, Halloween's wicked good. Up in Boston, we will judge all who call themselves children of light, but parade in darkness. I warn you, brethren, do not celebrate Satan's number one genocide day. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of guys in Southie celebrating genocide day. Right. That's my favorite fucking holiday. Hey, Ma, go pack the car. We're going to go fucking party with fucking Fendi on genocide day. It's a fucking great holiday. We're going to fucking wicked party wasted. (laughs) Sorry about my Boston accent. Um. All right, so I was talking about Taker. Uh, yeah, so uh, that Thanksgiving night, I was I, th- I always enjoyed Survivor Series because it, it was a Thursday night, and there wasn't much to do after you gorge yourself. Um, I, I think in 1990, I liked football, and if the Vikings didn't play, I wasn't necessarily about watching the other games yet, really, and being right into it. Uh, so, and I don't think it was on at night either, but like being able to go down at night, your parents were just fucking sick of your family and sick of you. Go right, go downstairs, watch survivor series. And it's like, we're not even, we're going to go to bed before it's over. So you got the whole night, like, and on, on pay-per-view since it was wide open, you know, it was, we didn't pay for it. We got to, I watched the whole thing and then it repeated immediately. I watched it again. I'm like fucking four in the morning. Uh, but so a million dollar man claimed he had us. Everybody's got a price. He's got a secret, uh, uh, secret team member for the million dollar team. And he was managed by Brother Love and um, The Undertaker. It was called Kane The Undertaker. If you watch on the WWE Network now, they, they Photoshop out. The Chiron only has The Undertaker. But originally when he came out, it was titled Kane The Undertaker. Ah. Then they ditched that Kane part. But I think this song was by Jim Johnson. I didn't even look it up. But it's pretty fucking sick. And it's mm-hmm. spooky. And when, oh, so anyway, when I, when I would be somewhere and it, this hits, like, I mean, now the place goes fucking berserk, but it would get, like, dead quiet back then. Like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Undertaker's yeah. coming out. Undertaker's Shit's about yeah, it, it is funny, though. They did just wow. did a... It's uh, an homage remix, a sampling <laughs> of a uh, 250-year-old death song. Yeah. Yeah. And it's perfect. All the iterations of it. All the iterations. Well, I, I believe um, 
I don't know how it came to be like the undertaker, but, uh, it was like, uh, like, like the old, like wild, wild west undertaker look, uh, Oh God damn, man. We could put him in a, put him in all, we're going to put him in a giant coat and put him with some gloves and he's going to be the undertaker and he's going to be a supernatural he's gonna vulture. And he's going to have a vulture. Oh God. He'll walk out to the ring with it. Um, and I know when Paul Bear came in, because I guess he gave Bruce Pritchard the option of either managing Undertaker full-time or keeping his producer job. And he decided to keep the producer job. So they brought in Percy Pringle to, and they're like, he about managing people and they asked him what he does. And he owns a mortuary on the side. He's, he's a, he's a mortician. And I, Oh, good God. Oh my God, pal. That's beautiful. We'll make you a Paul Bear. It's going to be your fat son of a bitch you buries people <laughs> be beautiful you know in the urn and shit it's it's good shit uh, a gimmick that still lives to this day i believe he's re- rumor is he's returning to television wwf programming at survivor series full circle really yeah oh wow uh it would be the survivor series would be 30 year his 30 year anniversary so that could be why uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why they're doing the 30 years of Undertaker thing. So, might as well come back. Yeah. Oh yeah, that lines up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 1990. The, the, the zeros. Yep. Yeah, the zeros. It's, no, because no, because 1990 isn't 30 years ago. That's only 17 years ago. So. What? Yep. Where'd you get that math from? It's the math in my head that keeps me from losing my goddamn mind. Ah, oh, right. Yes. Uh, yes. 2000 is only five years ago. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And about 10 years ago, this song came out. Squeezer's next pick. Beware. They're black. They're brown. They're out. They're out. They're in. They're out. They're all about. They're far. They're near. They're gone. They're here. They're quick and slick. They're insincere. Beware. 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 A heffalump or boozle is very confusal. A heffalump or woozle's very sly. 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 They come in ones and twosles, but if they so twosles, before your eyes you'll see... This is some scary shit. This is fucking terrifying. And you know what? It's the second Disney pick on my list. And I got your joke when you said from ten years ago. Not from ten years ago. Um... But again, uh, major impact on uh, poor, sad, scary little squeezer, scared little squeezer. Um, you, you just want to sit and enjoy a nice little Winnie the Pooh. And uh, next thing you know, uh, Winnie is passed out, keeping guard over his honey with a little pop gun, and he's tripping balls. And there's heffalumps and woozles dancing all around, um, like he just dropped acid. Uh. It, it was the 60s, so it makes all the sense in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I found this uh, terrifying. I put this up there with the... It, it's not nearly as high. Jabberwocky's still number one scariest thing of right. all time. That was one of your first childhood scare show. Yes, fucking hated that thing. I hid under the table for it. Fucking dragon. Um, but yeah, no, this... Look, it, it's really... Out of place. Well, no, it's out of place if you don't realize and you don't think that it's Disney, because that's what Disney does. And it's kind of. It, this definitely takes some uh, cues from Pink Elephants on Parade from Dumbo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you figure all the other terrifying, horrifying things that happen in Disney movies. Right. Um, this is just kind of creepy, not just absolutely terrifying. You know, like fucking Mufasa getting, you know, falling and getting trampled to his goddamn death, and Anna and Elsa's parents drowning in fucking North Sea, and every other parent in a Disney movie that's dead. But um, yeah, th- this this really creeped me out, and it, it's like if Doctor Seuss were angry, uh, that that that's what you get with the heffalumps and woozles, and it's all because Tigger is like just planting it in Pooh's head, you know, making him all scared, and he's just, uh, and that's the problem because well, I related me, to Pooh Bear. Let me attempt a Tigger. Please. The wonderful things about tiggers. The tiggers are the wonderful things. The what about Hey, we need. Oh, I can't do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Can you say avoid the noid in that voice? Avoid um, the noid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- that that's the thing. Maybe maybe it's because I projected myself there. Because I saw myself as I was just a little poo bear. I was a short little <laughs> You're my fat little guy. Poo bear. With, you know, just a red shirt, no pants, and a little pop gun protecting my honey in a rainstorm. <laughs> And the next thing you know, I'm terrified, and there's stuffed uh, heffalumps and woozles. Um, that, uh, yeah, just gave, literally gave me nightmares. I, I was mortified by Literally this. nightmares. Literally. Actually, using the word appropriately, literally nightmares. <laughs> I was you know, doing know a Chris funny, though, Fun little fact for you. Uh, Heffalumps in in France are actually called elephants because heffalumps are closer to the pronunciation of what you would call an elephant in France. So you just kind of, well, let's call them elephants over there. Well, that takes away the gimmick, kind of. But no, not over there. Oh, I guess over there. Yeah, yeah, right. That's like like if you call them elephants over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Rad Years. You learn something new every day. Learning with the Rad Years. I could be completely wrong over that, but I read it somewhere on the internet. So uh, I, I'll believe it. If it's on the internet, uh, God darn it, uh-huh. I believe it. Any more on heffalumps and woozles, Mr. Squeezer? Uh, let, let us proceed. We will move on to our next pick my next pick mr squeezer now um tell me what movie movie this is and play along because you'll know what i'm getting at sound very scary does it squeezer no not at all it's very like relaxing song very nice and gentle you're like oh yeah this is gonna play at the end of uh middle school semi-formal yeah like i see 16 candles here you know right everyone's gonna get together on the dance floor and slow dance to this wonderful upbeat song and here comes the hook it's gonna be fun too yeah oh now the kiss this is when you kiss 
Uh, but halfway through the song. We're scrubbing, scrubbing. Scrubbing, scrubbing. Scrubbing. And. Oh shit! <laughs> is this the same song? Yeah, it is. It can't be. <laughs> there goes my 12th grade boner. <laughs> Are you kidding me? At this moment, it just kicked in. <laughs> yeah, who am I kidding? <laughs> I wasn't dancing with a girl in middle school. I was watching Ghostbusters. Four feet above the covers. Yes. Uh, I want you inside of me. Oh, maybe. I can't. <laughs> this is Magic from Mick Smiley from the Ghostbusters movie. This is when uh, Dickless shuts off the grid and the containment unit explodes, releasing the spirits all throughout the city, uh, going to Park Avenue where they would blow up the side of Dana Barrett's apartment. Wake her up from the sleep of the Thormine? Is that what he gave her? Uh, what did he say he gave her? I think so. He gave her some sort of sedative to knock her out, you know, because that's what you, you carry with you to your first date, your medical bag with your... Oh, you had that on him already. Sedatives. Um, and then it explodes, and she wakes up, and Vince Clorthal gets up there, and they have, she bends him down for one of the best kisses of the movie. But this, this song was always so creepy. And then I got the tape of the um, soundtrack, and I was like, where the fuck is magic? It says it's magic. This isn't it. And then you had to wait. Because I would always like skip through and play through and didn't realize that it was the second half of the song that was the creepy version of the song uh and you know luckily i didn't have a cd or i would just have skipped it and never found out but um i did and uh it's almost worth the build-up yeah 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 it's a fun song i believe in magic magic and then it just dude it just completely changes songs mm -hmm. to a spooky song oh yeah okay uh I think we're on your last one. Wow. Last pick, handsome squeezer. Here we go. You're back with your family now where there's nothing to be afraid of. Except that fog that turns people inside out. Huh? Uh-oh, it's seeping in. Stupid cheap weather stripping. Yeah. 
family dog is Iron Barnes Intestine. And it's just chewing on his innards <laughs> as they go to black. Or outards. Outards, yeah, I should say. Outards. All right, um, give us uh, a rundown. What's the episode? Uh, this is this is the end, the ending uh, musical number from Treehouse of Horror Five. Yes. Um, me personally, I think it's the best Treehouse of Horror. Uh, I, I could argue because you got The Shining, or The Shining, uh, Time and Punishment, where Homer goes back in time, kills a mosquito. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes yeah, back yeah. to the future in Flander. It's like the Flanders Apple Dystopia. Yeah. And then uh, Nightmare Cafeteria, where they're processing the kids in the Soylent Green. Oh, yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, they all start, eat, they start eating them all. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's an exceptionally gory episode. It is. Uh, because uh, I guess there were, co- apparently there were complaints, and there were, the producers were given notes that the show is too violent and they need to tone it down. Um, so, uh, David Merkin, who I worked for his brother once, um, decided, uh, you know what? I will take your notes and you can shove them up your ass. And they made the most violent Treehouse of Horror episode ever. It's just blood, guts, and gore. Um, I mean, you got The Shining and then the Nightmare Cafeteria, you're murdering children. Bart and Lisa fall into a blender. It's when Bart wakes up from his dream which then leads to the goriest Simpsons moment ever where they are my fa- one of my favorite lines ever though is the stupid cheap weather stripping <laughs> so like all, so many great lines come out of treehouse of horror episodes that you don't think of just like lousy <laughs> smarch weather um smarch weather and they're turned inside out and then they do a musical number uh, basically a uh a parody of one from Chorus Line, oh, which is that what at it was? the time, what's that? Is that what it was? It's from Chorus Line, which at the time was the longest running Broadway show of all time. Oh. And a couple, uh, like, and like a couple years later, then Cats would beat it. And for the Winter no Garden really Theater, that that whole this, that whole commercial could be a spooky song. Yeah. <laughs> That that's the only part I liked was that little like basic and it's just the keys to uh like the the device in uh Masters of the Universe. Yes. Pretty much is what it is. Um starring uh Frank Langella. Um but yeah, it it, it it's Fun. It's one of my favorite Simpsons moments. It's my favorite Treehouse of Horror ending. Unless in another episode, you heard me talk about an episode and I said it was my favorite. Just ignore that. Ignore and that. Now this one's my favorite. This is favorite. Um, we do a lot of shows and I got a lot of favorite things. And these are two of them, which are Treehouse of Horrors. Well, one and two. They're, but this one's a great one. And they really go out. And it, it really is like the one of the best middle fingers you can give to anyone when they say your show's too violent, is to viciously rip the flesh off your characters and then have them dance with their intestines and organs right. uh, spilling out. And the blood the blood spattering as they dance yes. is just fantastic. 
Okay, um, let's wrap it up. Are we ready for uh, one last spooky song on Spooky Songs 3, Squeezer? Ooh, Spooky Songs 3, part 10. Oh, Black Hole Sun. Soundgarden. My, is this their biggest hit ever, Squeezer? Yeah. I think so, too. Uh, spooky song. I don't know if it's the song itself or the music video that accompanies, accompanies it that made this mm-hmm. song so spooky. I saw the music video first on Beavis and Butthead. Then it's all I wanted to see ever. Between like the end is near guys, everyone with the fucking Snapchat filters on their face, the woman cutting the fish that's still breathing, the pastor feeding the goat, <laughs> the woman putting lipstick on with one of those vibrating belt old-timey workout machines while the muscle head did fucking push-ups <laughs> in her fucking living room, the kids jump roping with the braces. Oh, my God, this fucking video is so creepy. Uh, the kids jump roping is that, that's what puts it over the edge. Yeah, and they all have that Snapchat filter just on their faces. The old lady on the fucking swing and the girl on the fucking ballerina costume uh, and then the old lady's dead and she's still dancing. Everything is so creepy about this video. Uh, the girl spit roasting her Barbies on the grill by the mom's suntans and she's just holding her fucking ice cream looking angry. Oh god this video is creepy. I think it was a, <laughs> so uh, Uncut Magazine had an uh, interview with Chris Cornell in 2014 and he said he wrote in his head driving home from Bear Creek Studio in uh, Woodenville, which is about 40 minutes from Seattle. It sparked from something a news anchor said on TV, and I heard wrong. I heard blah, 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 black hole sun, blah, blah, blah. I thought it would make an amazing song title, but what would it sound like? It came together pretty much the whole arrangement, including the guitar solo that's played beneath the riff. He, uh, he, he says he just went home and whistled it into a dictaphone. <laughs> The next day, uh, they assigned a couple key changes in the verse and made the melodies more interesting. And then he wrote lyrics. Uh, it was a stream of conscious thing from the the title. It's crazy that their biggest song. And this was like the hottest video when this came out. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. And then the woman with the little doll. God. Everything about this is creepy. And this is in May of 94, so I was 11 when I first saw this. 
mm-hmm. come out. That was the summer I turned 12, so it was still, I was still a little, could be scared about certain things. And yeah, I, even was, if it was like in the middle of the day after school. And that's what you only saw in the middle of the day. And yeah. It was thrilling. And 90, remember 94 was the, the, I wasn't allowed to really watch MTV yet, but this was when um, sound effects came out. This was when FX launched in the summer of 94. And sound effects would play music videos at night with uh, Orlando Jones hosting. And they played this video all the fucking time. This and um, uh, I think Jar of Flies by uh, Allison Chains. Is that what it is? Yeah. And yeah. that the claymation one? Uh, that was... Um, that was off the album Jar of Flies, right? It was off Jar of Flies. Um, I Stay Away. Yeah, I Stay Away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that video was creepy too. And they'd play those and I was just like infatuated this is what got me into like for, for hardcore grunge music mm-hmm. uh, but this video is so fucking epic and so yeah. spooky but not yet no it still creeps me out it definitely belongs on a spooky song playlist uh because it's so goddamn spooky fuck it's fucking scary goddamn pal oh, that makes me feel it's probably been when did I see it? it might have been 10 years ago now that I saw him. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. What, but Soundgarden? Yeah. I, I saw um, Chris Cornell do his solo, his acoustic tour in New York City. And it was fucking amazing. He is, he's, uh, he will always be missed. He was a, he was a haunted, but a talented fucking soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was, I was down at the pier. Ah, uh, yes. The Festival no longer pier. there. That was fun. Uh, but that's it, Squeeze. That's our episode three, our third spooky song episode, and our third Halloween episode of the 2020 season. What's our... F- our we last- only got one left then? Yeah, our last one's Trick or Treat, whatever we want. The mixed bag. Oh, the Trick or Treat grab bag. Trick or Treat grab bag. It's like you guys are opening up your Trick or Treat bags and we're throwing whatever little gifts we want into them. Razor blades, mostly arsenic. yes, mostly razor blades and arsenic, some dried feces maybe. Uh, I I've I've scotch taped rolls of pennies together for it. So wooden subway to- wooden uh, trolley tokens. Uh, yeah. Yes, I was gonna. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say five dollar footlongs from Subway. Ooh, <laughs> but not the good kind. No dressings. Dry. <laughs> My, my grandparents used to hand out cans of soda and bags of chips. That's a fucking awesome gift. Together. Like, that, not just one or the other. Like, here's a can of soda and a bag of chips, kid. I mean, as a kid, I'd be like, where's my candy? But now I'd be like, yeah. you are like, a oh, great. living Lunch. god. <laughs> <laughs> I would have sat on their porch and finished it right there. Yeah, do you have any lunch meat? Yeah, and they'd right. be like, yes, we do. <laughs> you, can I cup some you like ring salami? Bologna? Yeah. Does the Pope shit in the woods? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's all we have for you on this week's Rad Ears podcast. Be sure to like and review and get at me. Listen, listen, when the po- when the pins come in, the only way you're going to know about them, not putting them on Instagram, the only way you're going to know about them is on this podcast. And if you want them, you got to hit me up, rk at radears.com and be like, get me them pins. But I want you to review us on somewhere on either YouTube or here. 
And if you already did, just screenshot and send to me. If you didn't, do it. Screenshot, send it to me. You will get the new Halloween McBoo Pale pin for free. Squeezer and stickers, because I'm a goddamn nice guy. That's all I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A shrewd businessman. Yeah, right. A horrible businessman. We'll be back next week with more Halloween Rad Years podcast. I'm RK. Squeezer. See you guys.